Well, if you've got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 10. John chapter 10 is where we're going to be this morning. We're continuing our series entitled, uh, He Is. Uh, he Is, looking at the person uh, of Jesus Christ and who the Bible says He uh, truly is, right? Uh, um, uh, the Gospels here uh, point out uh, the truth about Jesus, how He uh, yes, was fully man, but he was more than just a man. He was God in uh, the flesh. Uh, he came, uh, God came to dwell among us, live the perfect life we couldn't live, died on an old rugged cross, uh, but didn't stay dead, rose again on the third day, and is now sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. That is the Jesus right of uh, the Scripture. So we're looking in detail uh, into who he uh, is And this morning we're going to be in John chapter 10. Last week, Brother Ben did a great job of preaching uh, John chapter 9, Jesus' encounter with uh, the blind man, right, and the miracle there, and, uh, re- and restoring sight to that man, and, uh, and Jesus really proving who he is. And then here in John chapter 10, we see him continue a conversation with these same uh, people. John chapter 9, uh, it ends with uh, uh, the religious leaders kicking this blind man out of uh, the temple. Uh, and then Jesus continues on and having a conversation sharing about who they are, but also sharing about who uh, he is, uh, the good shepherd. And so John chapter 10, starting in verse 1, we're going to read through verse 11 uh, this morning. If you have a Bible and uh, you're there in John 10, let us know that you're there by saying there. And uh, if you don't have a word with you, it's all right. We've got the verses on the screen. You can follow along there. But this is what the word of the Lord says. It says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him... The gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers." In verse 6 it says, This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. And so in verse 7 it says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And then in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Entitled the message today this, Jesus the good shepherd. Jesus the good Shepherd, why don't we pray uh, one more time together. Lord God, we love you. We thank you uh, for that truth, that you are the good shepherd. God, I pray this morning, Lord, that as your sheep, we uh, would choose to, God, be a people that learn how to uh, trust and obey. Uh, 
for there's no other way to be happy in you than to trust and obey, Lord. I just pray that, Lord, we learn to seek your face, Lord. I pray for those in here, Lord, that are stuck in this thought that Christianity is, God, just something that they do um, instead of believing that uh, Christianity is who they are. A new creation, new creation, as 2 Corinthians 5 says, called to walk in intimacy with their creator. God, I pray that you would illuminate that in the hearts of some in here, but remind some of us in here that have been in church for a while, Lord, that it's about a relationship with you, Lord, and following you, Lord. We love you. We thank you. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. We see here in John chapter 10, Jesus shift... Right to uh, give uh, a couple of different metaphors to essentially highlight uh, who he is, the fact that he is God. He shifts the conversation into talking about uh, how he is uh, the true shepherd, the good shepherd, but also how he is the door right for the sheepfold. And so in order to understand all that he's talking about, you've got to go back to uh, first century uh, Middle East, first century Jerusalem. Right, there were uh, several different types of sheepfolds, but there were uh, uh, two main kinds that were around during that time. You had the one that was in the city, which was the large one, right, that was set up where, you know, different shepherds from out of town would come in, right, drop their sheep off, kind of like a daycare almost, drop their sheep off, right, to go and do business in the town. Uh, But as they brought the sheep up, there was a guard there, right? Uh, Someone that was there holding the uh, the door, essentially, right? Protecting the door for where the sheep would or the shepherds would bring their sheep, drop them off there. Now, whenever they came back from doing business in the town, right? The shepherds who were, uh, you know, who walked closely with the sheep, man, they had their own distinct call. So whenever they would call on their sheep, right there, only their sheep would come. Because, hey, they knew the voice of the shepherd. The sheep wouldn't move, right, if there was another shepherd or somebody pretending to be a shepherd uh, would show up. When their personal shepherd showed up, man, and they called those sheep, right, they would respond by coming to him. And so you have that kind of sheepfold. Then if you go to the countryside, there are a lot of smaller sheepfolds that were there. Right. Made up of stone and the shepherds themselves would serve as uh, the doors right for those sheep to where they would protect right to uh, the area from intruders coming in, but also would protect from sheep going out. Because as we know, sheep, right, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. And so they would protect the sheep from going out as well. And so Jesus gives these two illustrations about the fact that, hey, I am the actual true shepherd, right? But also I am the door for the sheep. sheep. And for us, we have got to see this reality that Jesus, right, not only is he a shepherd, he is the shepherd. Not only is the fact that he is the shepherd, he is the good shepherd, the one who is worth following. And so the question becomes, man, what makes Jesus a good shepherd? What makes him worth following? Because maybe you're in here today and, and, and you're thinking this thing, hey, this Jesus stuff is cool. Right, man, church is good. It's been good, you know, to my marriage, been good to my family. But this whole man surrendering my life to him, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if I can do that. Man, what, what makes 
man, following Jesus, worth what makes him a good shepherd? Well, I'm glad you asked. Man, we see here in the text three ways that we see that we see here in the scripture that speaks to Jesus, man, being a good shepherd. The first way you'll see it on the screen here is this. As the good shepherd, right, Jesus, he leads his sheep. He leads his sheep. It talks about that in verses 1 through 5. It talks the illustration. He gets to the gate, right, and he calls the sheep by name. Man, and they are drawn to him, and he leads them out. Again, totally different, right? Uh, when you think of shepherds in Western culture compared to Eastern culture, Western culture, man, hey, uh, uh, shepherds are more drivers, man. They got their whip out, man. They're whipping them sheep. Hey, come on, you know, get with it. But man, hey, in, in Eastern culture, Middle Eastern culture, it's said that the shepherds, man, hey, it, the calmness and the stillness of their voice, man, they led their sheep. They led from in front and encouraged the sheep to follow them. And in the same way, hey, man, that's who our Jesus is. Man, softly, man, tenderly, man, he calls for us to follow him. He leads us. As the word tells us, he leads us by still waters and leads us to peace. He is our leader. Leads us to hope. Leads us to hope by his voice. Question is, do you hear his voice? I, whenever I think of uh, voices and calls, I think of growing up uh, with my mom. Right, oftentimes I had to go to the store with uh, my mom, and you know we walk around, and you know I'm only interested in a couple of different sections at this point in time of the store. Interested in the chips and candy section, and then I'm interested in you know the toy section. So my mom was walking through the produce aisle. I didn't give a rip whether she was going to buy bananas or grapes, or I wasn't worried about that. So oftentimes, Brother saying, hey, I'd, I'd veer off, wander off, you know, to the toy section. I saw that early on. Right? And I'd get there, look up some toys that I wasn't, wasn't going to be able to buy, even though I begged my mom brother time. I knew she wasn't going to buy them for me, you know. Grab them, put them back, and then I turn around, can't find my mom. So I'm scared for a little while. And all of a sudden, hey, I, I hear Man, her called my name. And I knew, and I knew it was her because, hey, you know, uh, 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 in the Ugandan accent, you know, British accent, hey, they struggle with, you know, the IR part uh, of, you know, or the ER parts of words. And so it wasn't Irvin, it was Avin, Avin. I could hear, hear yelling, Avin. I was like, man, I know that ain't just some store manager there calling me. Hey, that's, that's my mom. Hey, here. Here's the thing. I knew it was her, man, because, hey, I I was close to her. Close to her. Walked closely to her. And so as she called my name, right, I, hey, I be, began to figure out where she was, walk around. Hey, and the closer I got, right, hey, the louder I could hear. Until finally, man, I was there in her presence. I might have shed a few tears, honestly, because I was scared out of my mind, Brother Cliff, getting lost in the story, you know. Look at but, hey, I was brought back to safety, and I followed my mom there. You may know where I'm going, but I'm going to go there anyways. Hey, hey, listen, in the same way, that, that's how Jesus leads us. Hey, a lot of us, man, are struggling to walk with him, man, because we're not listening to his voice, not hearing him. 
Not hearing them. Hey, here's the deal. If you want to get led well, right? If you want to follow Jesus better, man, hey, you got to be close to him. You got to be close to him. Hey, you got to be able to recognize his voice. Man, over, hey, the voices of culture. How do we know that it's the Lord's voice speaking to us as we walk? This life, man, we learn to walk closely to him. We dwell in communion with him. Man, hey, Jesus is the great leader. So the call for us, man, hey, is to follow his lead by listening to his voice. And hearing him. Hearing him. Do not neglect spending time with the Lord in his word and in prayer. Man, knowing that you're dwelling with the good shepherd. Psalm 23, 1 through 3, it says it like this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Man, the Lord, man, he leads us, leads us to peace, man. Hey, so follow his voice, man. He calls you, man. Hey, because he's going to lead you to peace. Decision that you want to make, man, regarding the life, you know, situation, circumstance. Hey, don't follow your gut. Man, seek the Lord and follow his voice. Listen to him. Man, and he'll lead you in the right direction. Man, choose and to follow his lead. Follow his lead. Our shepherd king leads us. The question is, are you choosing to listen? And are you choosing to follow him? As the good shepherd, man, Jesus leads his sheep. But I'm not done. Secondly, we see in the text here, verses 6 through 9, as the good shepherd, man, this Jesus protects his sheep. That is the door illustration that he gives in verses 6 through 9, man, that Jesus himself is the door. He's the door. He shifts the metaphor. Man, for those that don't understand the message. And he speaks to the fact that, man, he is the great protector of the sheep. Protects us. man, Laying down there to keep predators out of the fold and keep sheep in the fold. Man, He's declaring that he is the protector. What does he protect us from? Just real quick here. We see, man, he protects from the threats that may come upon us. Threats that may come upon us. He speaks here in the text about thieves and robbers, right? Most likely in that context, it's talking about uh, the religious leaders of uh, the time and the corrupt system thereof. Judaism, man, folks climbing over the gate, man, hey, teaching folks, man, uh, false realities, man. Confusing them, man. Hurting the sheep at the end of the day. It says that Jesus here protects folks from that because what they were doing at that time in that context man we're leading folks to destruction so he protects them jesus himself says in matthew 15 14 that man the these religious leaders were essentially blind guides that were leading the blind man protects them from that in the same way he protects us in that same way bringing it to today man did you know that there are tons of thieves and robbers if you will, in our world today. Don't know if you know this, Brother Devin, but there's over 4,000 known religions in the world. 
Over 4,000 of them that preach and teach, right, some semblance of faith, right, that we know is not true. Many that come in the name of feelings and try to push an agenda that's antithesis, that is the antithesis to the gospel. Many who come in the name of their little G God and preach a gospel. That is the antithesis of the true gospel. And all it's doing is confusing folks. Man, the call for us is to choose to follow Jesus, man, hey, who preaches the truth to us, man, and protects us, man, from falling victim to wandering, man, into the lies of the world and this culture. The call is for us to follow him. We've got to choose to be very careful. Be very careful. I'll go ahead and throw this in free charge. I was talking about this just earlier today. Whenever it comes to, you know, culture, what's being taught in culture, what's being pushed in culture, right, there's this thought that, hey, love for people equates to affirmation of how they're living. And that's just not the truth. Not the truth. Man, our love for people, right, ought to encourage us to choose to speak the truth in love to them and to stand on what the truth says. To know the truth and to understand it. We see that Jesus, man, he protects us from the threats that are to come, man. Protects us by his word, protects us by the truth. And so we must know the word. Psalms 1, 1 and 2, it says it like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight, what he delights in, man, is in the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord. And and on his law, he meditates day and day. And night, man, how do we walk in this protection that we have in Jesus? Man, hey, we delight in his word. We grow to love it. Hey, it's we don't just have a drive by quiet time. Hello. We're just in the word, man, a couple minutes a week. Or we're just in the word on Sundays. No, 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 we, we delight in it. We desire to want to be in it. Yes, you got to start somewhere. Man, what the psalmist says, man, hey, blessed is the one, man, that, that meditates on it. That knows it. And then Psalm 119, 9 through 11 says this. How can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Man, in order to walk in this protection that we have right in Jesus from the threats, right, of falseness, you know, the, the threats of lies from the enemy and from culture. Hey, we delight in his word, man. Delight in his word. We see that he and protects us from the enemies, right, the thieves and the robbers that may come in, which in our context today, yeah, it's actual people that preach falsehood, but also, man, it's and lies that we read and see in culture. But secondly, we see, right, that he is our protector by providing, right, to security and sustenance for us. As the door, right, to 
Jesus keeps the enemies out, but also, like I mentioned earlier, right, uh, man, he keeps the sheep in. Keeps the sheep in. Right, he provides true security for us. Hey, did, did you know this? Talking about security. Did you know, right, that it's not just the lock on your door that keeps you safe at night, though it's, it's good that you have one. Hey, did you know, Brother Ross, it's not just the alarms that we've got in our house that keep us safe, though, hey, it's good to have one every now, you know, it's good to have one. Did you know, hey, it's not just what you got in that dresser by where you sleep that keeps you safe at night. Hey, you, you know what true security is? Hey, it is knowing Jesus. Hey, he provides eternal security, eternal security. Hey, we can lay our head at night knowing that, hey, whatever may come our way, it is well with us. It's well with us. And so knowing him, man, hey, we have security, security. We're secure because we know the one who makes us eternally secure in him. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is the great shepherd, man, and the fact that he's the door and we're his sheep, our salvation is sure. The devil can't take it away. His demons can't take it away. We are his and his forever. You may say, Pastor, man, how do you know that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Later on in this chapter, look what Jesus says himself. Talking about sheep and being secure in him. John 10, 27 through 30. He says it like this. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And here it is. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who is get, who uh, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. That's capital F, by the way. God, the father. I and the father are one man security man we are secure in christ hallelujah if you know him man we're secure in him we can walk in that security but also we see he's the good shepherd because he provides sustenance for us man and he allows for us it says here in the text that man sheep go in and out of the sheepfold right and able to graze the picture speaks to right to one of those sheepfolds out in the country in an arid place Right, that has little to no water. Where the shepherd, man, leads the sheep out, right, to the place where they can find water. Don't miss the picture, right? It's this picture of, man, Jesus being able to provide, man, sustenance for us in every season of life. In the harvest season, right, when things seem to be going great, but also in the desert. When when it seems like, man, nothing can go right in life. Hey, the Lord, man, he's able to provide sustenance for us. Us, man, the one who provided spiritually for you in the harvest, he's the same God. He can provide in the desert as well. Man. Our Jesus is the great provider. John six thirty five. reason why he's able to do this is because of who he is. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. You can run to him. Jesus. Is the good shepherd, right, because he leads his sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd, hey, because, man, he protects 
his sheep. But third and then lastly, and then I'm done. Maybe, actually, I got some takeaway points, so I'm not quite done yet. But thirdly, thirdly lastly, the main points. Hey, Jesus is the good shepherd. Right as the good shepherd, Jesus provides fullness of life for his sheep. Verses 10 and 11 highlights that, man. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy, right? In the context, talking about perhaps the religious leaders of the day, but ultimately we know, too, talking about the devil. That's the devil's job, man. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his role. For, so for those of you who like to, you know, to dabble in sin, right, to, to, to uh, dance uh, with the devil, if you will, okay, go ahead. He's always going to take the lead in the dance and lead you down to steal, kill, and destroy says the devil does that. Thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, talking about Jesus, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Man, he provides fullness of life for the sheep. What is true life? What is life abundantly? What does that look like uh, for us in here that are in Christ? We know that it's not like what the, uh, the joy boy prosperity, gospels preach, prosperity gospel preachers preach. That, hey, you know, fullness of life, man, is a, is a brand new ride, right? To, uh, you know, a million dollars in my bank, all I got to do is believe long enough. You know, perfect health, we know it's not that. So, so what is it? Life abundantly is a joy-filled life lived in total contentment. No matter the circumstance or season of life. Man, it's a life that's joy-filled, man. That is lived, as Paul says, hey, no matter if I have a plenty or have nothing, man, I've learned to be content. Hey, it's a life, right, that's lived all in for Jesus. Life abundantly is being able to live a life that declares that it is well with my soul because you are on God's side. Hey, abundant life isn't just living a life, right, where you're just simply coasting on by to eternity. No, no, it's living a life understanding that the one that has brought true contentment to my heart and soul is the one I ought to choose to live for. And so instead of coasting into eternity, I'm choosing to carry my cross. Die to myself every single day and live to invest and serve my family. Live to invest and serve in the life of the church. An abundant life is saying, God, I'm all in for you. I'm all in for you. No matter what that looks like. Jesus provides that. It's making the most of the temporary for Jesus' namesake by worshiping him, living for him. And serving him. Psalm 118 verse 24. I feel like it encompasses it. Something that we need to be reminded of every single day. Right? Psalmist says, hey, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, we can say that and walk in that. Right? Because we have life abundantly. Even though the roof of your house, man, is caving in. Proverbial house is caving in. Hey, 
you can still choose to say, hey, this is the day that the Lord's made. Rejoice and be glad. You can still say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus provides fullness of life for his sheep. You may say, how? How? Jesus provided fullness of life by laying his life down. Verse 11. Right? Jesus laid his life down, man, so that we could have true life. And so because, man, he laid his life down, we are to choose to be people that walk in this fullness of life, man, that he's given us. Walk in this fullness of life he's given us. Jesus is the provider of fullness of life. Man, that's why he's the good shepherd. That's why he's the good shepherd. A couple quick takeaways and we'll be done today. All right, what's our response in here? What's our response in light of Jesus being the good shepherd? First response is this. Hey, we ought to be folks that choose to learn and grow in fellowshipping with our shepherd king. This could be a takeaway every single week, right? Because we all can grow in, man, walking in this relationship with the Lord. But we need this reminder. Hey, this Christian life isn't just about doing stuff. Hey, this Christian life isn't just about knowing stuff. It's about, man, growing in relationship with the Savior over the stuff. It's about growing in this Close, growing in this close, intimate relationship with the one man who saved us. And how we do that is by fellowshipping with him, man. Spending time with him. What does that look like in your life? Oh, that we may fall more in love with our Savior. Not just the stuff that he provides for us. And we fall more in love with him. What does it look like in your world to spend time with him? What does it look like? Man, may we choose to fellowship with our Savior King. Secondly, may we choose to follow the lead of our Shepherd King. Hey, there's some of you, right, that the Lord has been speaking to you about ministering to that person. Right, making that decision in the life of your family. Taking that next step. Jumping into the life of what's going on here. And you've been hesitant to follow him well can i encourage you hey he knows best man so trust in him he knows what's best trust in him and by the way hey we follow you know his voice as we walk with him right his spirit speaks to us but you want to know whether or not you know it's the spirit of god speaking to you or it's you know you just ate bad chinese food or you you know hurt somebody else you want to know the difference if it doesn't match the word then it's not of him and so what that means is, hey, yes, as he speaks to you, man, hey, follow it. But, but you got to know the word, too. Get in the word now. The word tells us that you're struggling. Here it is. Case in point. You're struggling with, man, jumping into serving in the life of the church. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you an answer to that, man. If you're saved in here, the Bible tells you to, to do that. Don't forsake the assembly. Hebrews tells us. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 tells us, hey, be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Call to serve there. Hey, the, the call for you is to jump in. Just an example. But the call for us is to follow the lead 
of our shepherd king. Hey, don't follow feelings and emotions and follow the lead of the shepherd king. And then thirdly and lastly, hey, walk in this full life that's been given by our shepherd king. Man, he died so that we could live. So that he laid his life down so we could walk in abundant life. So choose to walk in that life today. Here's a question. What needs to die in your life for you to walk in this abundant life that we're talking about here? Hey, what, what needs to get let go of man, for you to walk in this life that he's promised to us? Man, choose to walk in this full life. I'm here to test. I know, you know, I hadn't lived a ton of life, but I've been saved now coming up close to half of my life. And I can attest to this. Hey, that there is nothing that compares to the greatness of knowing Jesus. Nothing. Toughest times of my life, man. Hey, he, he's been there. Lifted up my countenance, man. When I had nowhere else to roll, man, hey, he was there. And I look back at my life, I would have never imagined being where I am right now. But hey, he's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And so choose to follow his lead. Man. Choose to follow his lead.